Hey, what is going on, guys? DK. Back at you with another video here. It's written, uh, game one of the NBA Finals, the showdown slate between the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, daily fantasy sports sites. Um, I do want to say thank you guys again for all support on the YouTube videos, on the live streams, and on Twitter. Really, really do appreciate it. Currently, right now, at 5.08 thousand subscribers on YouTube. Uh, the easiest way to support me with all the content being free is hit that like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I go live. Uh, also, if you guys cannot watch YouTube videos, I do upload on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the description below, which is the DKDFS show. Also, just made an Instagram. I would really appreciate if you guys could give me a follow there. That is also in the description below. I'll be giving up, um, you know, posting some, some stuff on Instagram as well. Um, but yeah, with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So really, really excited to finally not have to deal with the Celtics backup center rotation and, and trying to figure out who's going to play and Mike Malone and just the rotation in general besides Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic. So that was, it feels like the last couple of weeks I have literally gotten at least like the backup center for, for Boston, like who I think is going to play wrong every single time. And for Denver, basically, like, my value play, whenever I play him, always got his four minutes. Like, no matter what, I played Gary Harris the other day. He played, like, 15 minutes when I would play Michael Porter Jr., who gets super limited. So I'm glad we don't have to deal with either of those headaches anymore, and we can just focus on uh, on this uh, showdown slate. So um, let's take a look at the over-under here for game one. Um, it's a 218 over-under. Heat are five-point favorites. Or, I, I, I'm sorry, the Lakers are five-point favorites. So we'll start at the top. Um, uh, I'll go top to bottom here, and then I'll kind of talk about roster construction, and then, you know, captains I'm considering, what the build I would kind of go with for like a cash game setting or, or for maybe to try to take down a tournament like this one, the Millionaire Maker, guys. There's a million dollar to first tournament here, $25 entry. So if you're a guy that's going to try to take this down solo, you're going to get very, very unique uh, whether that be take a shot on someone cheap in the captain or leave a lot of salary on the table to differentiate yourself. So we'll start at the top and LeBron James at uh, 13.2K in the flex position. So LeBron went absolutely off that last game, 38, 16, and 10, a triple-double. Um, he, the you know, more recently, like he has been better than Anthony Davis, who has really kind of struggled on the glass, which is a little bit concerning to me. Um, now, I'm interested to see what the Lakers do with the starting lineup, right? They've been starting to white the last few games because to guard Jokic. Do they do that again against the Heat for Bam? I, I think it's a possibility, but we don't know. So that is something to keep an eye on, uh, what the Lakers do with their starting lineup. Right now, I, I think LeBron might be a little bit safer just because, you know, if Dwight does start, that does hurt Anthony Davis's, um, you know, rebound upside, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, I think, you know, if you're playing uh, a 50-50, a head-to-head, a double-up, -head, I think playing both Lakers stars is probably the way to go because there is enough value to get you in there. And Miami is more of a balanced team, so whereas the Lakers, you know where the production is coming from. It's LeBron, it's AD. So, um, yeah, with LeBron and AD, um, you know, LeBron might be slightly safer even for an extra $1,200 just because AD has been, you know, kind of struggling on the glass. Right, the minutes have been there. Right? It's not like he's been in like foul trouble or anything. 43, 41, 35 minutes, two, five, and five rebounds. That's just not going to get it done right now. I do think those rebounds go up, but I think Dwight being in the starting lineup does 
hurt his upside a little bit with, with his rebounding. So I'm interested to see what the Lakers do with the starting lineup. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think, like I said, for, for a cash game setting, you do play both of the Lakers stars. Um, but I think the safer option is LeBron. Um, do you have to play both? No. Uh, I would play at least one, though. Like, I wouldn't fade both. Uh, I, I don't think, like, a winning lineup could have neither of them in it unless something, like, absolutely crazy happens. Um, so definitely would have played at least one. I think the safe option is is to play both LeBron and Anthony Davis here. LeBron has been a little bit better recently. Again, the, the worry with me with Anthony Davis is the struggling uh, with him struggling on the glass, but I don't know if that necessarily is going to continue. I think those numbers do go up, but uh, we'll talk about Dwight, him being a starting lineup. If he is, I think does take a slight hit to Anthony Davis. Yeah, so Bam and Abayos at 10-6. Um, they're going to need him big time in this series against Anthony Davis. Uh, we saw what he did against Giannis. Um, so I I think uh, Bam is you know the safest guy here from Miami. He's been... Um, really, really solid. He went for 32-14 and 14 last last game. His floor out of any of the Miami guys, out of Jimmy or Drogic or Hero, is just the highest because of his ability to rebound the ball, to block shots. Get like He's just a – he will fill up a stat sheet, and he will do it at, at a really, really nice rate. So, um, yeah, Bam is the safest guy for Miami, but you also are going to have to pay the most for him. So, um, I think – again, I think he's safe. But you're going to have to pay premium. No real issue there with Bam at all. Jimmy Butler at 9-2. He's been a little bit more up and down in these playoffs. right? Bam is, has flashed the higher ceiling. Um, my issue with Jimmy Butler is there are just games where he will take a backseat offensively. But then there's also games where he will take over. Maybe this is a game where he takes over. right? We haven't listened to the huge upside game from Jimmy in a long time. Like We saw almost 50 from him against Milwaukee. But that was like a while. That was almost a month ago. Other than that, he's been like high 20s, 30s, low 40s. So 9.2K is certainly playable price, right? And you get him at a discount off BAM. Like I said, I do think the upside is a little bit higher on BAM, but also the $1,400 difference. So it's a close one there. I think I still would slightly feel a little bit more comfortable taking BAM. But like I said, there's been games where Jimmy Butler has taken over for this Miami Heat team. So not saying he's out of play at all. I think he's at a fair price there at 9.2. Drogic is 8-6. He's been really, really solid since I inserted it into the starting lineup here for uh, for the Miami Heat. Now, did only play 30 minutes at last game. Worries me a little bit. He wasn't in the closing lineup. But um, if he does get his, like, 35-ish minutes, that would make him a lot more, a lot better of a play. Um, but with him being, like, Drogic is really, really close in, in price to Jimmy Butler now. Like, I think I would rather get to Jimmy over Drogic. Now, like I said, that doesn't make Drogic out of play. He's been really, really good in the playoffs. Um, but does he have that, like, 50 fans point upside? I don't know. And he's almost an identical price of Jimmy. I think I like the upside a little bit more with Jimmy Butler. But, um, yeah, like I said, there's no – no none of these guys at the top are out of play at all. It's just, you know, what works the roster construction? How do you want to build it? Do you want to play safe? Do you want to get different? Do you want to play contrarian, right? So – um. Yeah, just straight up, I probably would slightly give that to Jimmy, but Drogic is definitely playable. And Tyler Hero, I've I've played him like I don't know last 12, 12 or thirteen slates or so. Uh, he did have that one letdown game, um, uh, where he only had nineteen fans points. Doesn't worry me. Uh, he's a guy that's going to come off the bench and he's just going to shoot the ball. He's probably going to play mid thirties minutes. Uh, he's a do it all guy too. He can get you assists, rebound the ball. Um, and we saw that upside rate right, a few games where we went for 51 fancy points. 
I think the 8K price is very, very fair. And um, yeah, I like his upside. So um, Hero kind of, you know, we're getting more now in the mid-range is someone that I think looks pretty decent. Him and Drogic are close in price. And that, that would be a tough call too. Like who do I prefer with Drogic versus Hero? Both, you know, both are pretty similar plays, right? Both probably get around 30 to 35 minutes. Both are guys that can fill up a stat sheet. So that's a close one for me. If you're going to make me pick, um, it's really, really close. Um, uh, if we go to Duncan Robinson, he's at 6'8". So the price is now coming up on him. Uh, it, it might be too high now, right? He's, he, was, he was a guy that was against Boston in like the, the mid-4K range, low 5K range. He's 6.8K now. I just... I don't know. I don't know if I can pull the trigger on him. There's no guarantee with his minutes, too. His minutes kind of fluctuate. There's games where he'll play like 20 minutes. There's games where he'll play 35. You kind of need him to play the 35 minutes, and you need him to shoot really, really well because he is scoring dependent. If his three ball is not falling, the floor is super, super low. And also, if he's struggling shooting, they will give his minutes elsewhere. So Duncan is a guy that I'm not super high on. Like I said, none of these guys are out of play, and they're still like he can still possibly get you there if he, he does have to hit you know a lot of threes. Um but I'm not really excited about his price. Jay Crowder's at 6'2". So another guy's kind of been struggling shooting the ball. I think we get around 30-ish minutes from him. Um, I think he's a fine option. He did have a, the, the one floor game against Boston. He only put 13 fancy points. Other than that, he's been pretty consistent. You know, 20, mid-20s to 30, 30-ish fancy points. Um, not a really guy that's going to break the slate, but... Uh, for his price, I think he's he's someone that's certainly, certainly viable here in the mid-range. I don't think he's going to kill you, uh, but I, I don't think he's going to win you a GPP either. Rondo's a 5-4. So this is an interesting one here because he's, he's a really, really good point-per-minute guy. Only played 13 minutes at last game. That obviously does worry me, right? Because he was a guy that was playing somewhere between 20 to 30 minutes so far in the playoffs and... He's just such a good point-per-minute guy. He's a guy that has such a high floor due to his assists. He can get you some steals. He can score the ball, get rebounds. Like, if I knew John Rondo was going to play 25 minutes, I'd lock him in a 5-4. But there's no guarantee. And we only saw 13 minutes last game, which, like I said, it, it is just worrisome. So this is a tricky one. Right? I don't know how many minutes he's going to get. My best guess would be like 20-ish, maybe a little bit more. Uh, if he gets close to 30, I think he has a chance to break the slate at 5.4K. So um, I do like Rondo a good amount here. My one concern is just how many minutes does he get. Um, but if he does get extended a bit, if he gets in the mid-20s or even close to 30 minutes, I, I think he has the the upside to really break a slate. So I do have a good amount of interest in Rondo, just kind of dependent on what his minutes will be. Dwight Howard, well, the minutes went way up on him that last game. He played 35 minutes. Uh, again, they needed his defense to, to guard Jokic, and he played well. He, he's played well the last couple games. Now, what are, they, what are the Lakers going to do with their starting lineup here? I don't know. I, I think they probably stick with Dwight in the starting lineup, but they could go back to McGee, I guess. Um, but I think Dwight is uh, is a guy that definitely they can put on Bam. Um now, now, will they use him for for like thirty five minutes against Bam? Probably not, right? But I think that I think he has a decent chance to start. If he does start, makes him a lot more playable. I think we'd probably get at least fifteen to twenty minutes from him if he does start. Um, and like I said, he's a good point per minute guy. He's played well the last couple of games here. So Dwight is someone I'm interested in, uh, but I kind of need him to start. If he doesn't start, that would worry me with his minutes. I think. 
I just I don't know how many minutes we would play if he if he comes off the bench. So I uh, do uh, want to see what the starting lineup is. If he does start, I would feel more comfortable with Dwight Howard, KCP, Danny Green. You know what you're getting into with these guys. Uh, there's no real breakdown needed. Uh, they'll play somewhere around 25 to 30 minutes. These are guys that are three and D guys. They have to hit their threes. If they're not hitting their threes, the floor is low. Um, again, Green's minutes have fluctuated a bit. KCP's have as well. Uh, but both are playable prices. Four six and four two. They're they're certainly playable here, um, and they do have upside, right? They can go for like twenty five plus if they're shooting the three ball well. So um, don't rule these guys out for value. I think they're very very much in play here. Kuzma is at a, at a three eight. It does intrigue me, right? He's a guy that has really been struggling um, so far in these playoffs, uh, but three point eight k it makes him more playable, right? Um, so I think we probably get around twenty minutes from Kyle Kuzma. And the price point, just like I said, it just makes him a lot more playable. I know he's been struggling, but he is a guy that can get hot. We haven't really seen it in a while from him. But like he can break the slate if he shoots the ball really well. Like, he, he has upside to go for like 25 to 30. But we really just haven't seen a, a lot recently. So Kuzma's another cheap value I think is playable just because of the price. Not because of recent play or anything. It's just the 3.8K price is very, very cheap. Iguodala, I think, does get more minutes in this series. Uh, finally, finally had a good game. The last game, he shot the ball 5-5, five five, one for 26 fancy points. Don't think we get that again, but I do think we get good minutes from Iguodala. I think they will use Medisma to guard LeBron James. Um, again, he's not really out there for his offense. The minutes, my best guess is probably 25 or so minutes. Um, and that, that makes him playable, right? He's really not a high-usage guy at all. But he's a guy that can get you, you know, a block or steal here and there. And all he would really need is hit, hit a couple shots. So Iguodala, another guy in that the group of value you can definitely consider. Uh, he's not a guy that has huge upside, but uh, I think he's at least playable here. And then Caruso's at 3K. I think he is probably my favorite value um, of the, the really cheap guys. Because I think the minutes have been, they've been solid on him, right? Like, I feel confident Caruso will play at least 20 minutes. I think we get probably about 25 minutes. He's, you know, been playing really well. Uh, like, he's a good defender, too. The Lakers are confident in him. He's usually in the closing lineup for the Lakers. So, I think Caruso, at this price point, does make for one of the better value plays of the day. He's the guy that, another guy, not as high of a floor as Ronda, but um, he does, he can get you some assists, can score the ball, block steals. So, um, Caruso, at, at that price, I think, looks like a pretty good play. Then we just get to the dart throws here. Like below Caruso is nothing I can really recommend with confidence. Markeith Morse, how many months does he get? Eh, I would say probably around 10 to 15. Playable at 2-6. Definitely playable, uh, but but definitely on the, the riskier end. Kelly Olenek, is he even in the rotation? I don't know. Has barely played the last couple of games in that Boston series. So, sure, the 2K price is appealing if I knew he was going to play. But I, I don't think there's a guarantee that he will play, right? I think the Heat could go just go to their seven-man rotation with Iguodala and Hero off the bench. So I think you would really need you know, like Bam at a bio foul trouble. But even if even so, like would they go to, to Kellyo? I don't know. So this one is tricky for me because Kellyo is a really, really good point per minute guy. If I knew he was gonna play 15 minutes in this game, I would play him at 2K. But there's no guarantee he even plays. So Yes, for sure he's playable, but uh, definitely risky, risky play because there's no guarantee he is in this rotation. Kind of the same with McGee. I think there's an outside chance he could start, right? The move from the bench last couple of games against Denver. 
Maybe they move him back to the starting lineup here against the Heat. I don't know. If that's the case, if he does start here, then he makes a pretty good value play. Because I think we would get his normal 12 to 13 minutes um, unless they do bench him in the second half, which we actually have seen a couple times. So, sure. Like, I don't think I would play JaVale McGee unless he starts. If he does start, he is playable as a value option. Lastly, like, I don't think Derek Jones Jr. sees the rotation. Maybe gets a couple minutes, but not enough for me to consider him. Solomon Hill, kind of the same thing. Like, he played five minutes, seven. It's just not enough for me to consider playing him. I don't think J.R. Smith sees the core, the court or Kendrick Nunn unless there's some, some blowout. So, uh, basically, that's that's really it for me for the player-by-player player breakdown. So, let's talk about if you're playing head-to-heads. If you're playing a cash game setting, right, 50-50s, where, how would I attack the slate? Well, I think I would play the both the Lakers stars just because the offense is so condensed. We know it's coming from those two guys. Um, and then you have 6.2K remaining, so... I think you can get Bam in there if you want to. He does have the highest floor of these Miami guys. Would leave you 4.7K remaining. There is a, you know enough potential value. Maybe you could go someone value uh, at the captain. But um, for me, for like a GPP winning lineup, if I'm shooting for the upside, I want to jam in one of the stars in there. Like whether that be LeBron or AD or Bam or even you know a guy like Hero, Jim, the guys that have like the huge upside. And I think the, the cheap option I would consider, or the two cheap options I would consider for captain, would be Rondo and Dwight Howard. Now, Dwight, again, that's assuming he would start. If he doesn't start, I wouldn't really have a whole lot of interest in Dwight. Rondo's just a guy, like I said, if he gets the minutes, he could break the slate. So, I, like, I think a Rondo captain lineup could look good. It's just, you know, a little bit risky with, with his minutes. But if you throw Rondo in the captain, that's 8.3 here remaining. You can jam in LeBron. You can jam in AD. And you can probably get at least one more of these main Miami guys in your lineup. So that's always a build to, to consider. Um, so that's how I'm going to attack it for, you know, I'm, I'm playing only GPP. So I'm not really playing any cash games. So I'm probably going to play one of those main guys in my captain or take a shot on a guy like Rondo or possibly Dwight if he does start. Um, and then, like I said, if you, if you need cheapies, th- there's playable options for sure here. KCP and Green are basically the same player, 3 and D guys. Kuzma's more played his first price, even though he's been struggling. Again, Iguodala, not a great offensive player, but I think he does get consistent minutes in this series. And then finally, Alex Russo, I do like him a good amount uh, for, for value. So I think that's going to do it for today's video, guys. If you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I'd really appreciate it. If you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I go live. Um, thanks again, guys. I hope you guys all have a good day, uh, and I will see you all in the next video.